0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
3: Buddy got us a cup in the first half, then uh, Elijah got going. And, uh, you know, you play against zones, you got to make some of those shots. I thought Marek did a good job in the middle. But the difference in the game is Pascal played in the second half. Yeah, you know, he wasn't, he forgot to be there the first half, but the second half he's active. When he plays like that, we're a different team. Tyus had nine assists. That's, I know that's a record for him. Uh, Marek had five again. Uh, there's not many forwards that have a two to one assist ratio, and he, he, he does that. He's a tremendous passer. 24, 12 rebounds in the first half. There's no excuse for that. But we have to rebound better than we did tonight. A lot of more long rebounds, but we still got to go. We got to be able to get those rebounds.
0: I mean, we're just playing with energy. Uh, We're active. We're talking on the defensive end. Uh, We're being aggressive on the offensive end. Uh, if we have a shot, we're taking it. and, and we, You can't think about it yet. You just have to have confidence taking the shots.
2: Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe.
4: What's up, Q S Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Qs Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please subscribe. We appreciate that. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you the fans a platform all right well hey Syracuse improves to 14 to 5 overall 5 and 1 in the ACC we got through our first six 5 and 1 was what we were shooting for and that's what we got so uh, damn right hit, they hit a yeah exactly hitting a season high 14 threes And uh, everyone kind of getting in on the action there. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you and the fan feedback. Uh, And Cuse will have to overcome a quick turnaround. They're going to head to Blacksburg to face Virginia Tech Saturday, January 26th at 8 p.m. Nice primetime game on ESPN. We'll let you know what to expect. But first, you need tickets. I need tickets. We all need tickets. Right? We all need tickets to something. Everybody's got yeah. tickets to something, right? Well, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network, where Joe and I cover Syracuse basketball football for, is Tix Blitz. Unlike... Other ticket providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges at Tix Blitz. The price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees should not prevent you from seeing the sporting event or concert that you want to go see. So go visit TixBlitz.com and enter the promo code armchair at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's TixBlitz, tixblit com. Promo code armchair. You know, go there. Shop around. I mean, it's online, man. You know, yeah. just shop around. If it ain't the best price, don't use it. If it yeah. is, the price you see is the price you pay. It takes splits, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. So, all right, Joe. Yeah, we're gonna jump right in, right? We have no news. We're gonna get. No, we're gonna. Yeah. We got a quick turnaround. This this episode's only gonna be green for like twenty four hours almost yeah. almost exactly. So, let's go. Syracuse improves to 19 and 8 in the all-time series versus Miami with a 73-53 win. Uh, now we've talked plenty about putting teams away in the second half. We've mentioned it numerous times. In the Orange they've had some decent second halves. But they flat-out crushed Miami in the last 20 minutes of this game. The size of Syracuse, I think, smothered the Hurricanes' offense. It was just overwhelming. Uh, Miami is a team coming into the game averaging 46% from the field, and they also had five guys averaging double digits uh, each game. Uh, The Syracuse defense held them 33.9% overall from the field and only one guy in double digits. Hughes led the Orange With uh, 22 points, a monster block, and a come-from-behind stuff to top it Hmm. off. Uh, Buddy followed up Hughes with 12 points, and he's just starting to become a shooting threat out there. If he's open, he's going to take it, and he's getting the confidence. And some of them, um, 50% for the past few games are falling. So that's absolutely That's what I'm saying.
1: Since (laughs) ACC play, I'm pretty sure it's – Flip a coin, and it might go in.
4: Exactly. He went four for seven overall. Uh, Tyus uh, with 10 points. He had a nine assists. Now, that's the most for any Syracuse player so far this year, and that's a personal career high for him. He also yeah. had five rebounds. Um, just excellent. He scored six. the 10. He had six rebounds? Yeah, uh, uh,
1: Okay. I see five. five I see five defense, one offense. Okay. That's what I see. All
4: right. Um, Syra- Sorry. That's okay. Hey, correct if I'm wrong. Correct me. Uh, Syracuse has a team assisted. No, we never uh, get through the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. Syracuse has a team assisted on 22 of 26 of their field goals, which is phenomenal. That is yep. freaking awesome. Uh, Mark hit the five, 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 five points, five rebounds, five assists, and he was the game was pretty flat paced, pace-wise, until he came in. It's just another dimension he adds to the team. We've talked about that. Chuku, he had a hard time chasing some rebounds early and was bent for most of the first half. But he made up for it in the second. He played just a ton of energy, a ton of hustle. He was leaving his feet. Four rebounds, six points, five blocks. Here's the good. As a team, Syracuse shot overall from the floor 50%. That's awesome. 46.7 from distance. They hit 14 of 30 uh, uh for from distance. Um that's only one shy of tying the school record for the sixth time, which is fifteen in one game for three point mm-hmm. shots. Uh seven for eight from the line. That's uh you know, that's a much welcomed improvement. Yeah. Uh, now the bad. Uh Syracuse gets out rebounded by a small Miami team. Okay. Syracuse ranks as the tallest team in the nation, okay? This is like two years running too. Really? Uh yeah. Yep. And Miami ranks 238th. So out of what? 231?
1: Are, are, so, yeah are, are they're statistically the smallest team in the ACC
4: yeah um, now I know there was some crazy trajectories and you know you can go ahead and make an argument there but they've they got smoked man 39 to 27 15 to 3 on the offensive end uh, the second chance points favored Miami 19 to 6 so Joe the orange stay hot from distance uh, stay hot from just about everywhere on the court really uh, but rebounding is still consistently a struggle. Seemingly, yeah. Uh, besides the Duke game, it's really kind of been uh, touch and go. So,
1: what do you think? Yeah, well, I think that's just a lot of just being playing two three zone so much. Uh, again, we when you're in the two three zone and you're moving around so much, you don't really. Um, it's hard to get a, a body on a, every other opponent, and you're kind of just trying to just you know. It's more like the effort of getting to the ball, seeing where it bounces. Uh, Miami had 21 missed three pointers. So uh, a lot of times, long shots uh, equal long rebounds. And so yeah. there was a bunch of times where down low, we were in position to get the rebound. But because it was a long three-point shot miss off the back of the rim, uh, it's just kind of either knocking it out like like a little volleyball tap out to the guards or just the rebound straight going to the guards. I think there was just a lot of bounces like that. It's so A couple uh, of that them on the,
4: on, the, on the other side of the court.
1: Yeah, past yeah, half
4: court yeah, a couple
1: times. I yeah. uh, like again when we win, when we shoot that percentage, we win the turnover battle, and we have, you know, those kind of steal and block numbers that we talked about um, last week. It was eighteen. This week it was eighteen with seven steals and eleven blocks. Sorry, last game. Um, and again, like we talked about, it, I think we're seeing Bayheim, sorry, Coach Bayheim. <laughs> um, I hate that we actually have to like. Yeah, you have, but, to, um, you have to. You have to. Like specific. you said, kind of mad scientist. He's going around and he's figuring out um, what's what, who's who. uh, If your effort's not there, if your game's not there, he's quick to pull you out and put somebody in because again, we have depth and that creates competition. And you know, if you want to kind of light a fire under a starter's butt, it's take them out early and let a reserve go out there and hit two or three threes. And, you know, now, now the guy wants to go out there and improve himself. And that's just, that helps the whole team overall with the depth and just last year, you knew what you had. You saw it every game this year. Some, you know, somebody goes out, we got a chance that buddy could come in and do something, you know, or Dolge can come in and have a couple assists or you sit Frank for a little while, you know, there's just so many, so many combinations. And I just think that you're starting to see offense in the team that's starting to gel. I mean, it wasn't so long oh. ago that it didn't seem anyway that we lost about two games in a row to Buffalo and Old Dominion.
4: I know, and uh, the uh, season we seven, was over. We were, you remember?
1: We were, yeah, the season exactly. The season was over. We didn't even know if we were going to be able to get an NIT bid. <laughs> I <And> know, right? <laughs> we're seven. We're Fight. seven and four. We're seven and four in the non-conference, and all of a sudden you blink, and we're fourteen and five. We win seven of our last eight, and we're looking as ah, as good as we've looked all year.
4: Um, I'm best, best, best full game. Now I know, kind of a subpar team. I mean, ACC plays ACC play, and they, yeah. they, they really haven't gotten smoked too hard. They've, they've lost a lot of close games, and like you said, I think you mentioned in the last episode that they've actually led some of those games that they lost. They've led in the second half, but yep. there was it just it was just not even close in the second half, and no. the difference was Chuku. Like, and how many times has? Beheim said this?
1: Have we said this? Well, what? it's been a lot, dude. What a difference. It's, it's the team. The team's playing different. The confidence totally, is different. Uh, yes, there's yes, nobody that seems like they're mad when somebody else gets a turn to go in there and get, I mean, last year, I can't count on, I think I can count on one hand how many times Brissett only played 26 minutes or Howard only played 27 minutes.
4: Oh, I know. And
1: Like, you Tyus know? was the right. Iron Man last year. He was like the Johnny Flynn. Right. So, I mean, Tyus Battle, he's still up there in 36. And then Hughes played really, really good, too. But um, unless you're on point and you're not making mistakes, then you're going to look to get those kind of minutes uh, and just the way that they're just they're just playing as a team. Like they're just playing unselfish. Everyone's. It seems like the defense is locked down. Between the amounts of steals and tur- and blocks that we're getting every single game, it's just unbelievable. I mean, some of those blocks were ridiculous last night. Uh, I mean, Percep Percep put one puts one in the front, the first row of the crowd. Hughes did know. too. Oh yeah, and Hughes had that one there. He um, the stuff, the stuff where he came from behind. Oh, this, yeah, behind him. stuffed the dunk. Like that's. <laughs> That's not easy to time. So, and then, like again, the key again to me, one of the biggest things too that you didn't see a lot of last year, was is the assist numbers of the oh, last two yeah. games. You no, know, we definitely did not see that last year. Seventeen assists last game, and then I think this game 22. was twenty-two. Twenty-two, dude. We didn't do that last. year. Last year, We didn't we have did, those we kind did. of scoring. We didn't, we didn't have those kind of scoring options. Now you see Mark starting to get confident again. Chukwu all of a sudden looks like he knows how to score close to the basket. You got Buddy Beheim who's a three point threat. Elijah Hughes, who's a huge three points threat. I mean, you have those guys. I mean, you didn't have those, those, those shooters. So, the, I mean, the depth, the offense, the options. It's way better, and I think just, you know, again, it was it was finding the roles, starting to play as a team, and getting that confidence, and now everyone's playing unselfishly. You see people on the sidelines laughing. I saw Jalen Carey laughing. He hasn't played good minutes in I don't know how many games, you Once know, and he doesn't care. He's out there, you know. It wasn't the Frank Howard of a couple years ago or a couple players of a couple years ago. If they weren't in, then they weren't even in the game. Everyone's in the game. It's just a different-looking team than it was that old Dominion loss. So, uh Again, uh, I'm just excited, man. And again, and then for them to just, but like what we talked about, just step on, you know, the gas and just finish it out and basically make it to where, like you said, there really wasn't a shot, it wasn't close, didn't look close. And we could have shut that out for 14 minutes to go.
4: It was so much fun. Do you, do you, you? Rem- I mean, I don't want to act like it hasn't been like this lately. But as far as conference play goes, how? When was the last time you had that much fun just watching them, just like? Beat up on a team. They
1: just bullied them no, up yeah. and down the court. The last, court. last couple of years, they've had to grind out everything. Yeah,
4: exactly. And you got Buddy Beheim. So Frank Howard goes and sits. Buddy Bay Buddy Beheim comes in for a little bit. He he right away goes like two for three. Yeah. Uh, within a couple minutes, and you're just like, and he had two back to back, and like, I mean. You can just feel it and you can see it. But my thing is, I'm so skeptical. I don't want to get like super excited because these were kind of the expectations we had Um, coming into the season and it was just took a while for them to fall in the roles. Like you said, to kind of gel, to kind of get the chemistry going. And there was the Frank Howard injury, you know, Jalen Carey at the point for a little bit. I at the point for a little bit. Things just weren't the, the pieces weren't in where they needed to be.
1: There were legit reasons why the growth, you know, it kind of got stunted early in the, in the, in the season and really wasn't even really allowed to go forward during the off season when you kind of work out those kinks anyway. So again, it's one of those things where we knew what we, we we knew the talent we had coming back from last year. And then we saw the other guys that could come in and help. And again, it's, that's the beauty of college basketball is you have all season to build into a team.
4: And 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 there's, there's
1: some teams that start off great in the beginning of the year. And by the end of the year, they're in shambles or there's certain situations going on, you know? So, um, we're just a team that we kind of had a late start with everyone being healthy and especially them being mainly point guards uh, and then having to add new people to pieces and with guys that were used to playing 35 plus minutes all year last year. Uh, I mean it's gonna be difficult. So again, took a little bit of time, but I think we're starting to see uh, the fruits of the labor here, you know.
4: Yeah, absolutely um, holding holding you know we our main focus doing the uh, Miami preview, was uh, explaining how like deadly they are, uh, um, shooting. I mean, yeah, they were just awesome. And he had likes. I mean, he was hitting the floor every five minutes. He
1: was yeah. picking
4: himself up. And yeah. you know, he was he can drive, but man,
1: did he get freaking? You can't out. drive with seven two in there, man. No, no. He's five but seven.
4: I know he's shorter than me, and I'm short. That's saying a
1: lot. <laughs> <laughs> he went zero for eight from the three-point line. I mean, he just had a rough game.
4: He had a rough game. Everybody did. Um, yeah. You know, um, likes was he was zero for eight from three-point. As a team, they they shot eight for twenty-nine from distance, twenty-seven point six percent. That's like that's like beginning of the year Syracuse numbers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just a bad night. Just a bad night. And yeah. a, a great um, another. I wouldn't say this is their first full game, but maybe, I don't know, it was good. It was probably one of the most fun games, let's put it that way, because I don't know about the, I don't know, you know, there's so many variables, if you really want to be factual about it, the competition and everything, you know, but.
1: I I think it was a very comparable game to Pittsburgh, I see Pittsburgh as a better, a better deeper team than Miami, Uh, but I think that they were both very comparable in the way that we played. It I was just don't Pittsburgh. Want to be, Pittsburgh seemed to, fought, to fight a little bit harder at the end because it was a little bit closer. Right, right, right. I mean, so, Miami, we won by 20, and we were up by more than that. Right,
4: exactly. <laughs> well, before we say any more, do well, you want to just do some fan feedback or what?
1: Do we have to? We have to. We have to. This is This is. It's all good. I, 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 I look forward to it, okay. especially after a win. I was just joking. Let's go. All right, Bring let's, it on. Let's do it.
2: It's time to hear from
3: you, the Loud Mouths from the Loud House, the best damn college sports fans in the nation.
4: Y'all know what to do. Go to Facebook, go to Twitter, after the game, during the game, you can talk with us, you can do, we're on there. Joe's a ghost. He's he's a ghost on Twitter. He's there, you just can't see him. But, But... (laughs) <laughs> but I'm there and you can interact with us. Go to at Q's Militia on Facebook and Twitter. I always oh, propose a question at the end of every game. And, you know, feel free to comment. I choose, I try to do five and five. Most of the time I do five from Twitter, five from Facebook. And I want to, again, I know I say this a lot, but I really mean it. Thank you. If you listen and you comment, we really appreciate that. Um, so at biggest Cuse fan. Wow. I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's that's you know. I don't know. It's
1: pretty. It's pretty noble.
4: Yeah. <laughs> As Beheim and Frank mentioned, Chuku was the key to the game. He changes a game uh, when he does his job and scores a few points. Also, Buddy hitting his shots and everyone sharing the ball in the second half was huge. Yet yeah, the ball movement was excellent. It was like they just could not. You just can't – it's it's almost like it was like three on five at, out there in the second half at one point. You, you know what I mean? It was just – you remember those days where we used to be like, oh, my gosh, Syracuse is just chasing the ball around. They look like a, a freaking cat chasing a laser. And yeah. And that's what Miami looked like last night.
1: Well, that's what having five people on the court that are capable of scoring can do or making plays.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, Mike – Look, this th- this was not included, but I'm going to throw this out there because I, I I assume Mike will probably listen. He was on a date with his wife, which is fantastic, Mike, uh, but um, it was during an SU game. Uh, I don't know. I don't what do you mean? What's wrong with that? I mean, I don't know. Are you watching the game on your date? Did you DVR it? Like, I don't know. I
1: don't get it. Whoa, whoa! I mean, are you talking about the mic that we know, or is it a mic that yeah, like yeah. brought his? or was it? Like, they went to the game on a date? If not, now when? No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay.
4: No, no. They didn't, they probably went to who knows. Maybe went to Olive Garden. They had the game on.
1: Yeah, but uh, if she's an SU fan, I mean, she, you know, they just didn't want to eat in. Let's go out somewhere and watch the game. Right. That that could be a date.
4: It could be a date, but I don't think that's what right. he did. But because he's he did comment, but he says he has nothing to say because oh, uh, I don't think mean, we should. He got the, he had to check the score periodically. Probably holding his phone below the table, you know, one of those deals.
1: Oh yeah, he, I do that all the time. Yeah, um, exactly, that's,
4: exactly exactly. Uh, okay, I
1: get it now. Uh, at, well, I mean, he picked a good one. <laughs> picked a good one to not have to worry about. Yeah, and that's true. At, at
4: Mf bright side.
1: Oh, I think I know
4: what that means. MF bright Brightside. Okay. Uh, team moves ball better without O'Shea. He needs to wake up and take more efficient shots.
1: Joe. Honestly, I think he just has to hit the shots. I thought that a <laughs> lot of the shots he took last night were pretty efficient. They were. I mean, I a, a layup, close, uh, a drive. A, tr- a jumper. He forced, to, he forced a couple things. Yeah, there was a mid-range jumper that uh, you should be able to make. It's a free-throw line jumper. Um, that's where teams kill us at, at when we play against 2-3 zone if you got a guy there um wide so wide
4: open too by the way
1: yeah wide open a couple wide open threes uh there's no rhyme or reason he didn't he hit a three he no he did not he's he's shooting like 20 uh, something
4: percent from 3 right now uh, uh
1: he's dude he's been hitting 20 something percent from three we did. had this conversation
4: yeah yeah, I, he is hitting. It, it, um, he did hit all three of his free throws. He was two for eight from the field in three free throws. Finished with seven points. I didn't mention him in the open because I don't want to keep singling him out. And I figured he'd pop up in fan feedback, so I just left it up to that. He's just and not that's doing why he only played twenty six minutes. He's just not doing much right now, and he and he can though. That's the thing. He's just not. The the shots just aren't falling. So
1: yeah, but Bayheim's shown that he's going to play the guys that are effective and well, work. And if you Well,
4: what do you think, though, about the comment, though? Do you think the ball moves better without him in there?
1: Uh, I think – I don't think he's a ball stopper. Um, I just think that – I mean, even up to Dolge and and Chukwu, they've been able to make more plays than him the last two games. So if you got guys in there who are just as good defensively and it actually allows your defense to be bigger and it's helping you more on offense, then – Uh, you're going to sit the bench in the second half like you did yesterday. Yeah,
4: yeah, pretty much. At Kevy Q's, two V's. uh, This is the team I expected at the start of the season. Yeah, I kind of had the same thoughts. I think I mentioned it earlier that our expectations were set high and we had some bumps in the road with some injuries, and it just took a while. I think, you know, we mentioned in the last episode, the shooting has been there since Duke, since after the Georgia Tech loss. Um, and in the games before that, too, but especially after that, um, you know, the shooting's been really good. And we wondered, is it going to stay? I mean, I think that the test will come uh, coming up at Virginia Tech, and we'll get into that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely definitely starting to starting to meet our expectations. Yeah, well,
1: that's one of those things that was kind of weird to us, too, right? Because, like, we saw Chukwu last year at the end of the year. And then you see him this year in the beginning, and you're like, it looks like he took, like, three steps back.
4: Well, yeah, I know. Well, Jim says he pulled them in the first half cuz he never left his feet.
1: Right. So, uh, some of the things are unexplainable. I mean, you can ask you can talk about the offense with the point guards not being there and stuff like that. But some of the other things that concern me obviously is you bring or what, you know, kind of has come to light is, you know, obviously you have all those guys that went to the Sweet 16. So, you know, you get a little bit when you probably shouldn't have. So, they probably got a little bit of false false security false Sense of security, thinking that they might not have to work as hard or they'll be better than what they are, bringing some new guys, new roles, It's going to take minutes, going to take shots. And um, again, uh, you hear, I don't know if it was battle, I think it was battle. I don't know if it was after Miami or if it was, you heard, some, it was in a, a player interview and he talked about they were asking what was different than the beginning of the season. And he said, sense of urgency.
4: Yeah, that was a la- that was a, that was after the, that was after,
1: the, um, the pit, right? <laughs> so my whole thing is is that so you didn't have a sense of urgency.
3: You know, right, you, you, you have all these new guys yeah. you
1: roll you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like they, they thought that they were gonna be able to roll through some teams because, you know, and now they lost some games that they probably shouldn't have that are a little embarrassing, and now it's a sense of urgency to get back on track to probably where you should be. And with all the everything going on as far as the internal stuff with the roles and minutes and everything. Yeah, that that stuff. There's really no time limit. Sometimes that can ruin a whole season. So to see them actually starting to play as a team, there's a very very positive sign. Because like again, we talked about seven and four in a nine conference for a minute there. That did not look good.
4: No, it did not look good, and we were nervous. But the resume is shaping up. At Skozakus, they took Skosie. care. Of, <laughs> they took care of business. With off nights from Battle and Brissett, don't want them falling in love with the three. March Madness is a possession game. What gives with Kerry? He needs more playing time. So, okay. Uh, they took care of business with off nights from <sighs> so Battle and so. Bursette. Yeah. Um, Battle, I don't think, really had an off night. I mean, he just didn't score that much. So, I mean, right. it's not always points. You know what I'm saying? Dude,
1: he had nine assists and six rebounds. Yeah, give that's give him a pretty, break?
4: That's pretty anti- – I mean, he almost had a double-double with assists and in, in points. That's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty I good. mean,
1: he only leads the ACC in points. I guess that's not enough. That's <laughs> yeah, just- but –
4: I mean, people when people are when fans are used to him scoring and he's not scoring, they don't look at the assists, they don't look at rebounds. You know, they look at points on the
1: board. So again, no, that's what it is. Everyone's all about the flashy stuff. So I mean, again, and falling in love with the three. I mean, if you're gonna have three players, if they're
4: gonna hit fifty percent of them or whatever it was, forty six. Yeah,
1: I mean, if Elijah Hughes is gonna go six to nine and Beheim is gonna go three to six, forty six seven. What's that?
4: Forty six point seven percent as a team.
1: Yeah, well it was forty six point seven, but I mean you take away Tyus battle and brissett, and pff, you're, you're in like, the, you're, you're close like to the 6th you <laughs> you're close to the sixty mark. Yeah, everyone else shot at least fifty percent or better. So yeah. I mean, there were some guys out there that had, you know, if Mark comes out and he hits a wide open three, I'm not gonna care if he shoots another one. He was fifty percent. Right. Bo- he I was believe. one of two. Yeah. And Frank Howard came out, and Frank Howard, you know, he played pretty good the first half. I mean, it just seems like we have so many options that if one person's not good the first half, a couple guys are there to pick them up. And then those guys might not necessarily be good in the second half, but then somebody else steps up to pick, you know? So yeah. as the other teams are changing and moving uh, their priority, their defensive priorities, our offense, you know, we're, we're, we're able to move that and, and find the other matchups and, and that are good for our offense and we're, and we're scoring. And it's just awesome to see that we have, five guys or more that can come out there and play good offense and be effective and still be that good on defense too. It's just, it's been awesome the last two games, man.
4: Uh, What gives with Kerry? He needs more playing time. He finished with, is that kind of like the mad scientist theory where, you know, it's just a, not a good, maybe not a good matchup. Jim Baham didn't feel like it was a good matchup to put Kerry in. He got some garbage time at the end of the game. Mm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I don't think there's, I don't think there's enough room for everybody. And, I think it was going to be one of those things where am I going to go with – I mean, I think it came down to Buddy or Jalen Carey. And Jalen Carey has been dealing with some injuries, and I think Buddy Bayheim, although Jalen Carey I think is probably uh, better defensively and more athletic and quicker, you know, he makes some mistakes. And, and Buddy is really kind of what we need. We kind of need that spot-up jump shot shooter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like We, we don't need a sophomore Frank Howard. You know what I mean? We don't need. Right. You you know what I'm saying? I don't don't mean that to talk down to Frank Howard or to Jalen Carey. It's just. No, it was
4: a rough year for Frank.
1: The role that Jalen Carey plays right now is really not needed with Frank Howard there playing effective. It's the
4: depth. It's the depth. He's a freshman. He's got to wait his turn kind of type thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of the breaks. And again, he's had random injuries, too. He's got a shoulder injury. He had the ankle injury from March Madness. Uh, and that's why he had a late start there. So and,
4: and he's gonna be he's gonna be on the court, you know, twenty plus minutes next year. So
1: oh yeah, it's, I mean it's one of those things where you gotta wait your turn. And so it's nowadays everyone's all about instant gratification, getting in there and playing, playing. And if I don't, I'm gonna transfer. But you know that when were the days where? I remember the days where if barring you being really really good or that team being really really bad or not having a lot of depth or injuries, like you're getting redshirted and you were waiting until your red shirt.
3: Yeah, freshman we were,
1: redshirt sophomore year to start putting your your time in
4: we were shocked at that we didn't get any redshirts this year in fact
1: yeah y- y- no, i was you I'm were shocked.
4: you were big on the buddy redshirt i agreed with you that was that was originally your point i agreed with you and but now i'm starting
1: to no well no you can't argue now
4: right you can't right, argue right, now my, right. my
1: whole thing was based upon the past of Beheim and how he um uh, subs he's he subbed and he right. usually doesn't go that deep, and I just didn't think. I thought that there was going to be a the spot basically where you could redshirt two players and still have enough depth to you know, maximize your potential this year.
4: Right um, at G. plat seven. Uh, glad to see Elijah get his due recognition. He is awesome. However, live by the three dot dot dot. Uh, glad they went down this time, but tomorrow night we might need to scrap more in the paint. Take it to them. Well, I guess in I guess in theory, the way Jim would would play it out is if they're not falling, you're gonna have to switch your you're gonna have to change your game plan, right? Or if they if they fall, you stick
1: with it. You stick with it.
4: Well, you, again, you it comes down like, to
1: like, well, well, well. We talked about this. It's the zone. If right, you're playing exactly. against the zone, you got to make shots. You right. got to make jumpers.
4: And like Tyus said, he said we, you know, we've. It, it, he was the one at the end of the montage at the beginning of the show. By the way, if you don't, mm-hmm. if you didn't know, he said, um, basically, he said we got open shots, we're going to take them. Like a confidence there, and if we got open looks, we're going to take them. And they got guys that can hit them, except for Brissett. He doesn't need to be taking that shot. <laughs> but if he gets an open uh, one, if, he get, if Brissette gets an open one, though, no, I'm fine with him taking. It, I guess you have
1: to do. The thing is, is you have to take it because you have to be. If you don't take those shots, and that's the same thing they then, talk about, Merrick. And honestly, to be perfectly honest with you, I kind of, I mean, obviously, I didn't play, you know. But when I played uh, like ball and stuff, I was more like the the guy like Merrick who was going around going all the doing the hustle stuff. And you get to a point where, well, I don't shoot, I don't shoot. Well, guess what? They're not going to guard you out there, and it's just going to make it more difficult for everybody else. So you have to be.
4: He passed up another one last night.
1: He did. He passed up a couple, and he's got to be. You got to be aggressive. You got to be a threat.
4: You got to be a threat. Yeah. You got to at
1: least prove that you're going to. If you go out there and you and you're wide open, just take that shot confidently, because that's going to instill something in that defense of like, oh, he must know something that you know. But if you just keep not taking the shot then eventually the defenders like he ain't going to take it he ain't going to take it and the more and more he's going to back off and he's going to help. So you yeah. got to be a threat otherwise you're just hurting your offense. Yep,
4: Jay on Facebook says I feel like this was the most efficient offensive game I've seen. Uh, I've ever seen from the Qs. Well, I mean, that's going back
1: in time. It's hard to say ever. Uh, There's so many games, so many years. I mean,
4: you didn't see much isolation at all. When the ball moves, it finds its way to the basket. Great all-around game. It was a great all-around game. The ball movement has been there. The ball movement, it, it, for some reason, this year it is different. And is it the handlers? I mean, Mark is finding the backdoor cut all the time. And people are reading him. And there's a, there's chemistry between Mark and these guys, especially, you know, um, Chuku and even Brissett and Hughes, they're all cutting right there and he, that's that's we've missed that for a couple of years. We haven't had that
1: kind of thing. No yeah and again that's that's another thing when you talk about stuff like that that's where you get the assist numbers and on top of that, so many times in the past, especially last year, like they talk about it's all isolation, isolation isolation. So what are you doing you're trying to get the ball to percent or battle or Howard? And they're just going to take it one on one. So you get the you get the defenders are on them trying to basically ball guard them. And when you overplay people to try to stop them from getting the ball, that's where that backdoor cut is is there. So in the past we haven't had it because we've had enough. We haven't had five potential scores on the court at the same time. So there's always other people helping. There's always other people picking up passing lanes so that the other players can overplay people. This year they can't do that, and that opens up everything. So now you backdoor cut somebody. And now that person has to worry about that. So now he can't overplay him. So now Battle can get the ball a little bit easier. Maybe he can come off a pick for a wide-open jumper. So it opens up everything. The more versatile you are, just like any other sport, when you go talk about NFL football, anything – you can't just be a passing team or a running team. You have to be versatile. You can't just be good at offense or defense or special. You have to be good at all of it. And you have to be good you have to be versatile. And when yeah. you do that stuff, it just makes everything else easier. So, like you said, missing that, absolutely. And do I think that has something to do with the assist numbers and the the ball movement? Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Um Anthony says been waiting for this Syracuse team to play up to their potential. What a great game. Yeah, absolutely Anthony. I mean in a nutshell, we knew it was there. I mean, we've talked about it. You know, there's a talent, it's a talented bunch of guys and yeah. and they all have their own little niche and it's coming it seems like it's coming together. Hopefully we can keep it up. I mean, uh Joe P. Uh Joe great pa. Your great W, Battle and O'Shea not having their best games. Another guy stepping up. Great D, played with confidence and poise. Uh, keep getting better. On to the next one. Let's go. Uh, yeah, the next one, and we're going to talk about it here in a second, but.
1: Yeah, Joey. Yeah. One game at a time.
4: Uh, Nick says best offensive <laughs> output this season, passing was good, and they were taking the right shots. Magic Johnson is getting good with the backdoor cut passes. Hughes <laughs> was playing great on both ends of the floor. Tyus had a quiet night, and we still won by 20. Everyone played well. Hopefully they can shoot like that against Virginia Tech. So Virginia Tech, a hostile place to play. I guess you could compare it to like um, – you could almost compare it like size-wise, like Cameron Indoor, right? Like 10,000, um. 12,000. Cameron indoors. Like, but um yeah, best offensive output this season? Yeah, I think the numbers are pretty close to that, especially with the 14 threes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and with the assists? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, there was
1: a point there in the second half where they looked so confident. And I it know, just seemed like just everything playing. was going in. It was just yeah,
4: they were just playing around with them. Um, it seemed like it. I think I saw a tweet and I I can't read her name's Amanda I believe and I can't remember her Twitter handle but it said someone someone get your kid off the court. <laughs> what? Someone get your kid off the court. He's wearing number zero. <laughs> Likes.
1: Just oh jeez. He looks
4: like a little freaking dwarf out there. Uh, Brandon, who is not a fan of punctuation, says, uh, <laughs> "When we have a center who plays like a center, we are a top five team. The look and feel of this team is most." is almost like a light switch went off and they play at another level. I am not worried about VT. They are more so way overhyped. I truly think this is a better road team than a home team. Well, hmm. uh, Well, okay, wait, hold on. Uh, We're a top five team on this. I mean, I don't know about a top five team, but we can, we can hang with just about anybody. And we did go into Cameron Indoor and beat Duke, and Chuku had a great game, right? So he's got a point. <laughs> Um, yeah, the light switch, Joe. That's a good point because it clicked after Georgia Tech loss. You know, it was a home loss. Locker room was quiet. Everybody was drab. You know, all I the think fans I, you know.
1: I think what it, I think Georgia Tech was more of an anomaly than. Uh, I think it clicked after Old, Old Dominion.
4: Okay. You know, I well, think I
1: think you get that fourth non-conference loss, and you're like, okay. You know, with two more non-conference games to go and you're like, all right, we got to. And that's what I think battle was talking about the sense of urgency because uh, they were in waters like we talked about as far as non-conference where they historically don't make the tournament.
4: Right. So
1: um, there was there was absolutely at that time a reason to be nervous again, a long season. And but historically for us four losses or more in the non-conference don't really bode well. So
4: Never made the tournament with four non-conference losses. Never. Right.
1: Exactly. So I can see what they're talking about with, you know, the sense of urgency and everything like that. So I think it happened far before the Georgia Tech because, you know, we did go on the road and beat Notre Dame. Uh, I think we won another game before we lost Georgia Tech anyway. But um, I don't know, man. I just think that, uh, I don't know. That's, I'm well, just I'm just glad to see that the positive, the positivity from you know his from, his quotes or his tweets from yeah because Brandon's a while.
4: Brandon's doom and gloom sometimes he also says uh, he he's not worried about Virginia Tech he thinks they're overhyped I will say this I wouldn't say I'm not worried about Virginia Tech but I am uh, I do believe that they're a top twenty five team but they're they I think they're ranked tenth right now before the new rankings come out they won't be. Uh, after the new rankings come on, I should say. I don't think they're a top 10 team, but they're definitely a top 25 team. So yeah. I, I, I think I called them overrated on the show earlier in the year, and I think they are a little bit. But uh, So that wraps that up. Do we want to talk about Virginia Tech? Speaking of Virginia Tech, we might as well, right? All right. Syracuse heads south Saturday. That is tomorrow for us as we record this episode, January 26th to play Virginia Tech at 8 p.m. The game will be on ESPN. Syracuse holds the all-time series lead with Virginia Tech, 9-3. Two of those Hokies wins coming in the first two games that they ever met, the first of which was in 1976. After those first two games, Syracuse went 8-0. Tech sits at 15-3 overall and 4-2 in the ACC. They got four guys averaging double digits. Uh, I'm just going to call them Alexander Walker. Uh, who's pulling in 18 points, 18.3 points a game, and is shooting 54.8% from the field. Uh, They got shooters all over the place, actually, uh, when you look at their overall stats for the year. As a team, they're really efficient, 49.7 from the field and 42 from three. Uh, Wins in the ACC over Boston College, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, and Notre Dame. Uh, Losses to UVA and UNC, where both of those games, they got pretty much smoked in both of those games. Joe, Syracuse is still one of the three teams that are undefeated in the country on the road. Um, uh, Tennessee, Syracuse, and Duke. Uh, They're going to play a team who is undefeated at home. And someone's got to lose.
1: Yeah, well, someone's got to give, Sean. And... It's not. I'm not on the Brandon uh, bandwagon as far as saying I'm not worried about this team because I am. Because again, like you said, they are a shooting team, and, uh yeah, they're. I feel like Buzz Williams. I mean, I love the guy as a coach. He's but.
4: awesome as a coach.
1: Yeah, he is, and I thought the same thing with Marquette when he was there when we were in the Big East, and yeah. then we left. And it was like, all right. And then he came to Virginia Tech, and he's like, like, "What why the hell? He, why is he following <laughs> us and haunting us?" Yeah, I know. Uh, so um, he sweats again, a lot, though. I, 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 I don't care about that. Um, but <laughs> I'm just saying, as a side note. He okay. Sweats a lot. Well, thanks for that stat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no that's, problem. Anytime. That's just, again, I mean, you, and you have four players that have shot over 73 pointers. Oh, um, man. Mm, mm, mm.
4: And they're nailing yeah. them. They're well,
1: na- yeah, that's yeah. – They're nailing that's, them. That's, at that's home the
4: especially. They're tough at home.
1: Right. And, again, that's just the type of team that's going to be – I mean, if they're hitting their shots, they're hitting their shots, have and that's they played. How
4: it's, you know, it comes down to defense, right? It's going to come down to the zone, and then they hit those shots with the pressure?
1: Right, and again, I think that you have a fair. When uh, Brandon said something about he's overhyped, and I know I talked to you, and you talked about going and looking. Yeah, they're undefeated at home. All three of their losses have come on the road, and I mean, at Penn State, formidable team. So I can't. And that's early in nine conference, and then um, what are the other ones at North Carolina. And uh, at UVA, it was, and at U, yeah, yeah, at UVA and at North Carolina. Both so.
4: tough, both tough, but they got smoked in those games.
1: Right, and when you look at the teams that they beat, it's like Notre it's like, Dame, eh, Wake I Wake mentioned Forest. The good ones, yeah. You know, they beat Georgia Tech by three. So um, they, it's they, nice to it's nice to know that some kind of semblance of a zone gave uh, them problems. But I think that they just really shot bad. Um, so again, like you said, it's going to come down to uh, oh, it's gonna come down to obviously just if we if we play the way that we've been playing then I do like our chances but again I really do think it comes down to how they shoot man I mean realistically
4: yeah, but in like I tweeted this out last night I mean it seems that the Syracuse defense they're really they're really the numbers coming into a game for an opposing offense playing against Syracuse. I mean, look at Duke. Duke was shooting good too. I mean, they were decent. Yeah. They were. I mean, they didn't have the numbers that Virginia Tech had. But Virginia Tech, you know, they had, their non-conference was. You mentioned Penn State, but
1: and what was it? Purdue. Purdue was the one real good win they had. Yeah. Y-
4: yeah, uh, but other than that, their non-conference games weren't. They weren't that impressive. Just the matchups themselves weren't that impressive. So right. they could be, you know, they could be riding off of those numbers early in the season. I mean, if you're, you know, what I'm saying. So that's why yeah. I, I thought they were overrated. I still think they're dangerous. I mean, they, you got to, 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 to be that efficient on offense, you got to hit the shots, which means you can hit the shots, which is what right. scares me. But I mean, well, and Syracuse, a bunch of
1: their main players have been there for a while too. I mean, well, you look at, I'm not, knows I'm not, med-
4: right? So.
1: Well, yeah, Blackshear's given us problems. Matt Hill, um, Justin Robinson, and Ty Outlaw are three guards that get a majority of the minutes, and they're all seniors. And then uh, Nikkel Alexander-Walker. He's a he's sophomore. A, he's a sophomore, but he's leading the team
4: yeah, in team scoring. Yeah, a game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, you look at that, and then when you look at the three-pointers shooting, it's Ty Outlaw, Justin Robinson, Amad Hill, and then Alexander-Walker. Yeah, but so, those other
4: guys aren't hucking them up like Walker is.
1: Right. No, 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 no. Ahmad Hill's got them. Ahmed Ahmed Hill's got 100. He's shot 104. He's made 46 out of 104.
4: Okay. And, and uh, uh, Alexander Walker is shooting 44% from behind the arc. So.
1: Yeah, 30 35 of
4: 79.
1: Yeah. And so. The other guy, Justin Robinson's 27 of 73. Tie Outlaw 39 of 82. So they have guys that can shoot, um, and there are seniors that have played against the zone. So, I mean, we're going to have to match them. If they come out and they don't shoot well, then that's just going to be a plus for us. But I don't think that we can really assume that, considering their numbers at home. Well, the
4: adversity – I mean, when you look at – Syracuse undefeated on the road in 3-0, right? True road games, right? Is that 3-0, 3 right. um, And then, you know, you've got – you know, Virginia Tech is undefeated at home – They haven't – I don't want to say they haven't played anybody, but they haven't – I think Syracuse will be the best team they've played at home. Let's put it that way. So, you you know – Right. Probably them or Purdue, yeah. Right. And um, Syracuse beat Duke on the road. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame
1: on the road, Ohio State on the road, their confident team.
4: Something's going to happen. Well, Ohio State wasn't a true road game, though. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was! It was. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was
1: a Big Ten or a Big uh, Big Ten ACC, yeah, Big Ten challenge. ACC Champion, or challenge. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, so that's my thing. I don't know why I why, why I'm stuck on that, but it's like it's like the it's like the make or break. One of these teams is one of these teams is going to have that record
1: fall. It's going to be a good game, man. And again, I think this is going to be one of those games where obviously it just. It helps our resume. It doesn't hurt if we lose. It's not gonna be an end all, but you no, know, it's a hell of an opportunity. And on top of that, you're talking about, you know, an eight PM start on ESPN on a Saturday night. I mean, that's prime time stuff right there. So oh, absolutely I mean, it's the epitome of prime time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I mean, again, I mean we just have motive we have we have the um, the momentum and we have confidence, and I mean, no nobody wants to play against us right now.
4: I don't think so. No,
1: they're mean, not. Now, don't get me wrong, Virginia Tech ain't going to back down, but uh, I mean, I we're playing as confident ball as we can, huh?
4: I don't think they're begging for us. I don't. I don't think any team's <clears throat> chomping at the bit to play us. i put it that way. I mean, if you're right. a competitor, you can say, "Oh, well, we want the best of the best," but you know,
1: you no. Know, sometimes you don't want the best of the best to come. You know, after a loss, or you know, they've no, lost two of their last three, and um,
4: that's true. Yeah,
1: I mean, sometimes you kind of want to. So here's wanna see an easy one.
4: Here's the thing, and I've watched a couple of their games. I mean, you know, they're always you know, I live in Virginia, so right. uh, they do start strong, and Syracuse starts <laughs> slow, and Syrac- yeah. if if Syracuse gets down by a lot quick, kind of like they did against Duke. Virginia Tech statistically is a better offensive shooting team than Duke was. Uh, right. when it comes to, when you boil the numbers down. Mm-hmm. So that worries me. Even last night, we were down against Miami. Miami was looking hot to start that game last night. So that type of stuff worries me. And being on the road, the place is going to get loud, and it's a tough place to play. Right. So that's what worries me. The, the home court advantage, I think, is what it comes down to for me. And I know Syracuse has been good on the road, but it, that you know we'll just have to see how they respond. I think is what right. it boils down to.
1: No, yeah, but you're talking about a quadrant one game that's going to be a quadrant one game oh, for yes. the whole season. It's, so I mean, you're not talking. By the
4: way, by the way, sorry, Joe. That with the the new net system has not been out yet, but uh, has not come out yet. But Virginia Tank, Virginia Tank, Virginia Tech. Huh. Is eleventh uh, in the net right now. Yeah. So in that.
1: That's what I'm saying. They're that, not going. They're not going anywhere with that. So.
4: Yeah, that you'd have to fall quite a ways, uh, especially. Well, at, dude. Yeah, game, I mean,
1: dude, a it's game. a it's an away game, so they're gonna have to fall out of what, like a hundred.
4: Um, one seventy-five uh, seven, or hundred or 70, seventy-five. So yeah, an, so an away game is happen. one through seventy-five. So.
1: Right. So like what I said. I mean, we lose the game. And it doesn't hurt us. I mean, it hurts record-wise, but
4: if, if we win, um, are we ranked on Monday? Yeah, probably, we should prob- be probably be pretty close, right?
1: But uh, yeah, I would say it'd be real, real close. Yeah, I think. But again, like I said, I'm not worried about this as long as we're here. as long as we're kind of hanging on around that, that that area. then I'm okay because. Well, well, Joe, um, w-
4: do we have a line? Do we have a legit line? We don't. We don't, right? Uh, well, but I would just like to mention though that you did lose your my bookie pick last night, even though Syracuse won. You thought I don't care. You thought I know. It never hurts when it's like that, right? Um, right. When when your team wins and the the you pick the other team to to cover the spread and they don't, that doesn't hurt. But um, uh, I don't think the line is out. I, I think we'll probably have to tweet that one out again. And it's just not like football. It's just we don't have it um, available. The one that I them.
1: saw on ESPN was six points.
4: Okay. So. Well. Um, but I'm going to wait.
1: I'm going to wait till Joe's the- going to
4: wait. But, you know, I mean, if you do want to get on some action, some betting action, there's, there's one football game and one NFL football game left. Okay. You want to see the Patriots yeah. lose like me? I don't want to see the Patriots win. <laughs> do you? I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, make sure you're ready for I the do. daily action by signing up at MyBookie. Uh, they pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service and um, you're, whoever you bet on is just as important as who you're betting with and if you want to make money during the Super Bowl go to my bookie I trust them but you don't have to take my word for it go check them out for yourself join my bookie now and uh, use the promo code QS25 and they'll offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll that's promo code QS25 at my bookie you play you when you get paid remember if you've never bet online I would research it if you have bet online you know about the role overs and all that stuff. You're familiar with it. Have at it. So, um yeah, buddy. All right. So, well, what's your prediction, Joe? You got to at least give us something to to bite on.
1: I mean, no one can see you do that. Did
4: I you know. just give me the suck it symbol? Is that the Gen
1: No, X that thing? was like a, I don't. That was like a, I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I <laughs> I think that it's going to be closer than six. Honestly, I'm I'm going to. come
4: down like that, like it could be another overtime game, like a Duke game. Uh, I mean,
1: Do you it could. Think it's going to be high
4: scoring? Do you think it's going to be fast paced? No.
1: It's no, I don't think so. No. Okay. All
4: right. Well.
1: No, I just think I think that our zone is going to slow them down. I don't think they're an efficient team, so they're not going to rush shots. Uh, and again, yeah. I think a lot a lot of it's going to be just. Again, I mean the pace could could help both teams in certain situations, but again, um, limiting them to second chance, but you know, limiting the second chance points that they have. Got to get rebounds. That's a huge. That's a great good point. And and the turnovers is really you know that's my biggest thing. I'm kind of getting used to us getting out rebounded. So
4: well, we only committed um, six turnovers for
1: Miami. It's really good. right, but there's well, and that's and that's I mean, how many did Miami commit? Thirteen. Right, so that can erase a rebound deficit. You know, sure. uh, yeah. just a rebound doesn't mean a, a points, you know what I mean? So uh, you're losing possessions with turnovers. So, I mean, I'll take that any day of the week. But, what? again, that's just really what we have to do is just limit turnovers and limit the second-chance points that they get. And, um, again, it's probably going to come down to our shooting. Overall, with Ken Palm, they're they're a higher percentage or a higher efficient um, offense. They're a top 10 efficient offense. I think it's seventh or something, but their defense is somewhere in the 60s. Um, And then, you know, flip with us, and we're 13th, 12th in defense and somewhere in the mid-70s in offense. So um, our offense has got to keep it going.
4: Yeah, they got to keep it going, and that's the thing with me. I'm not. I just want to see the consistency. If they come out and they, they they shoot good, I think they win the game. But we'll have to see. It's going to be. I think it's going to be another cardiac cardiac use game. Yeah, you know, we didn't. We got spared last night. Okay. <sighs> So, so get yeah, prepared. Did. Get prepared for for Saturday. Uh, I want to thank all of you, obviously, for the fan feedback. It was really good fan feedback this this game, and uh, yep. appreciate you going to Facebook and Twitter at Cuse Militia and joining in the fun there. Thank you to my bookie, Armchair All Americans, Tix Blitz, JP Mulligans. Go to JP Mulligan's Facebook page. Give them a like. They just gave out tickets again uh, the other day for the Miami game. In fact, so go to their Facebook page give if you live in syracuse give them a like and every once in a while you'll see that pop up like and share that post from them from their page and you're entered to win those tickets thanks shopping town barbershop um and, and thanks to all of you for joe i'm sean we're out hey.
2: thanks for listening to the q's militia podcast the fan's voice with sean and joe the old man in the three presented by BMW is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage host and former NBA sharpshooter JJ Reddick not only has a plugged in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate
3: driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
2: Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that.